the glory of God. Hallelujah. Look at Ephesians chapter 3. Look at verse 14. Look at what Paul used to pray for these guys. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious poverty he might bless you every now and then. Is that what it says? What does it say there? It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may just talk to you every now and then, just show up every now and then. Is that what he says? What does he say? Out of his glorious riches that he may what? Strengthen you with power. With what? Everybody say with power. That he may strengthen you with power through his what? Spirit in where? In where? In your inner being. Paul said, I'm praying for you that you get rocked by God. (laughs) I'm praying for you, you get rocked by God. We always think about lightning coming from heaven like it's a bad thing. You know, like we we don't want God to come down and touch us. I want God to come down and touch us. I want God to come down and knock my lights out. I want God to come rearrange me. I want God to change my thinking, thinking. This hard drive up here needs to be rebooted, somebody. You need to get to the point where you stop trying to be God and you start having Him be God. You and I need to get hungry in church services, in our gatherings together, where we begin to say, I want power. I want the manifestation of glory. I want to get tapped into the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God brings you power. You don't have power because you're not tapped into the Spirit. Think about that. What do you read your Bible for? What, you like those stories? What, you you can't read Peter Pan? What, you're, you, don't, you think they're better than Pirates of the Caribbean? Come on, somebody. Why do we read our Bible? Because we believe that those stories teach us of how others had power. Oh, man, somebody needs to receive. Receive. Man, look at that. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith so that you may have Christ in you. Now, how many people like to believe lies? Raise your hands. You like to believe lies? I'm sorry for you, brother. Be free from that lying spirit in Jesus' name. How many other people like to enjoy lies? You just like to lie. You like to hear lies. How many like how many like think that's cool? How many like to how many would like to believe a lie if it made you feel good? Maybe if you could just believe right now you were a millionaire, and even though it's not true, but it would just make you feel good. How many would like to believe a lie just to feel better? Would you do that? Is anybody that crazy here? How how about this? Would you believe a lie just so that you could tell somebody else you're better than them and say, you know what, I have all this and you don't lie? How many would do that just to make themselves feel better? Hello? How many think, let's ask another question, how many think good people tell lies? How many people think good people tell lies and they just just tell you a lie and just be like, hey, I, I have something they don't. How many people think good people tell lies? Really? I feel sorry for your friends. Because y'all are crazy if you think good people tell lies. The Bible says good people tell the truth. Good people tell the truth. Y'all need to learn that. Good people tell the truth. Jesus came to earth from heaven. Now, either that is the truth or that's a lie. Now, we can believe that if it's a lie and try to make ourselves feel better. But how many know that's crazy? How many know that's crazy? How many know if right now I believe in Peter Pan, that makes me feel a little bit better, that that is not normal? Then he walks the earth, and he says, 
worship me. He says, worship me. A man, a 30-year-old man says, I came from heaven. Now worship me. How many just want to believe a lie? Why are you treating it like it's a lie then? Why are you treating the Bible like it's a fairy tale? Why are you treating Jesus like he's a liar? Jesus did not lie to us. He came from heaven to earth. Then he was crucified, buried, and rose again from the dead. And he had his apostles go out and preach. And he told them where the Spirit is. I am there. And Paul is saying right here, when you get connected with the Spirit, my prayer is Christ dwells in you with power. Now, is that the truth or have you just believed a lie? You see, you need to act like it's the truth then. You need to live like it's the truth. You need to call upon that power. Put your hand right here and say, this is my innermost being. This is not just where tacos and burritos reside. The Bible says, pass your flesh in here is your inner being. Somebody say, in my inner being dwells the Spirit of God. And there is Christ. And he's there with power. Come on, receive that today. Who wants to receive that today? Now tell the devil that next time he tries to lie to you to get you to go into sin. Tell, tell the tempter that next time he tells you you do not have power. Right here. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's the beginning of the story, my friends. This is not religion. This is a power encounter with God. You ought not come to church and just not feel him because you're getting tapped into him with other people. You should feel God's presence. You should be able to see visible signs and wonders in his glory. And we're going to get to that. Right there, look, he says, I'm praying for you that you may see power because God's going to do it by his spirit through Christ. And look what he keeps saying, I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have what? Power. Again, look at power coming again. That word power in the Greek is dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite. Explosive energy. That you may have explosive energy together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Why is all this happening in us? So that we can grasp how much God loves us. What do you do when you're with people who love you? You laugh in God's presence. Let God make you laugh. He, he, he. Ha, ha, ha. Everyone just do that. He, he, he. Ha, ha, ha. It's okay to laugh in church. Some of you too serious. Receive his love. Receive the Holy Ghost giggles. Some of you say, well, I only pray, I only cry in God's presence. Show me where that's scriptural. Never in the book of Acts does it say they cry. It just says God touches them. Sometimes they fall down. Sometimes they prophesy spoken tongues, but never told them emotionally how to act. You need to let God touch your emotions. Let him change you. Let him tickle you if he wants to. Amen. Let him give you strength. Let him make you angry at the devil. So many things happen in God's presence. Let God touch you. It says that you may know his love. Now look at this right here. And to know the surpassing knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Those that are already filled to all the fullness of God, would you please stand and let me see who we have in this place. Let me see the ones that have already reached the full manifestation of God's glory in man. Let me see you. Let me find you. Let me me shake your hand and get touched by you. Then why would we ever stop saying, God, fill me more? 
then why would you ever stop, sister, saying, God, fill me more? Paul, at the end of his life, this is him writing in the book of Philippians, says, I still haven't even reached it all yet, all the fullness of God. He says, I keep going after God because there's more, there's more, there's more. This right here where it says be filled in the Greek is actually a continual filling, so it would be read like this. As a matter of fact, brother, put it up here so they can see it, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. Now go to uh, the Amplified Bible, and I'm going to show you. It says that you may be filled and continually filled to the measure... Of all the fullness of God. When was the last time you even saw a greater measure? Everyone look over here at me. I'm much better looking than that screen. How many of you have ever even seen another measure of God? Some of you came to this church, you know, a year ago, and you saw God's presence here, and you, you felt it. That was a measure. Now you're still in that same measure. And we're telling you there's another measure. You're watching your pastor get rocked. You're watching this church get rocked. Over 120 teenagers came Friday. The largest outreach we ever had, 20, 30 got saved. People filled with the Holy Ghost. Sunday of last, we cast out devils out of a man in his home, screaming and shouting. We saw devils leave his life. We've seen people healed in this service. God spoke to her last week. God's healed you twice. Come on. There's another level. Why would you come to this church and think that where you're at is all there is? Thank you. Now go down to that scripture that we're looking at, Ephesians chapter 3, verse uh, verse 19. And look at it in the Amplified. Look at how it looks when he says that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Somebody say, more Jesus. Now look at verse 19. I love this. See, the Amplified, you see, when you translate languages, how many know from Spanish to English, you can't tell it all, right? You can't say it the exact way. So when you're dealing with Greek, Greek is way more colorful of a language than English. And this Bible was written in Greek in the New Testament. So this tries to help you get the idea of what's going on. Now let me read right here. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge. So you're not just going to know about it. You're going to what? Experience it. Somebody say experience. Yes, you're actually going to come to church and experience something. Yes, yes. You're actually going to live your life experiencing something. Some of you who do not live your life experiencing God, I feel sorry for you. You need to come up here and get another drink because it's on the house. Amen? I am so serious. I feel sorry for you who live on Barry Get Along Avenue next to Grumble Alley, and that's how you live all week. I feel sorry for you. I really do. I really do. I'm not angry at you. I just want to help you here, okay? I want to help you to the bar stool, and I want to help you get filled a little bit, okay? And we're going to start off slow with you, okay? We won't speak in tongues a whole lot with you. We're just going to get you going slow. We'll just get you saying, Jesus, I want you. But before you know, we're going to get you filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Shabba. <laughs> and then we're going to let you go for God. How much of God do you want? You see, some of you just want the knowledge of God. Oh, I just want to know. I just want to know. I just want to know. Tell me more about it. Tell me more about it. How much more do you need to know about it? He died. He rose again. He lives. Now live for him. There's power. Experience it now. I mean, what, you know, I mean, that's just like Nancy sitting next to me in the car. And it's just like me just pretending she's not even there and just going, oh, I wish Nancy was here. Oh, Nancy, come. Nancy, come into my car. Nancy, I wish you were here. She would just be like, I am here. Talk to me. Hello. And when sometimes we just come to church, we just want to talk about him. We want to sing about him. And he's saying, I'm right here. Spend time with me. Get in my presence. He's here. He's here. Glory to God. His presence is experienced. His love is experienced. 
It's experienced when we go on the streets. It's experienced in our homes. I've been having more Holy Ghost times with Jesus in my house than I have at the church. I just think some of you right here, you know, you just don't know what to do yet. So I'm not going to get angry with you. But when I come here, I'm just letting God take me to another measure. And I know there's those of you who are coming with us. But just let me tell you, we can't wait for those that don't. Those that don't, you can just watch us as long as you feel like, I mean, like you want. This is kind of crazy, you know. I don't know why you would just want to watch somebody drink and get drunk. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? We are drinking in God's spirit. I switched wine. I'm on the new wine now. Y'all need to get that. Watch this. It's so beautiful. Y'all are going to see this in the Bible. Don't worry. Everything's scriptural. Look at the glory of God that you may experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge. So, so we have right here a nuclear physicist, right? Nuclear engineer. Guess what, brother? All that you have, your brain may be so much bigger than ours or useful. And I know you're very humble, but listen, it will surpass your knowledge. It will even surpass your knowledge. You can't figure it out. We have people here that have been studying. I've been studying this Bible for 13 years. Mere knowledge, mere 2 plus 2 equals 4, will not grasp how much God loves me. It will not grasp how sick people are healed. It will not grasp how God can give me the Holy Ghost giggles. It will not grasp how people get changed and demons cast out. No matter how much this brain tries to figure it out, hallelujah, I can't figure it out. And he doesn't want me to try. He just says, get on me. Get the experience. Oh, glory to God. The love of Christ which far, far, far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. Glory. That you may be filled through all your being until all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded. (laughs) Flooded. Remember you all learned about the river last week? Flooded. Everybody say flooded. Y'all are just way too serious. I don't have enough people smiling at me right now. Y'all need to smile. Take a dip in the river. Get it. Flooded. When was the last time you just woke up and said, Woo, I got a flood inside of me. Powers is shooting everywhere. Coming out, coming out, coming out. When was the last time you were just in your prayer closet and God took over the prayer and just took you somewhere where you weren't expecting? When was the last time you were out preaching and witnessing and the floods just came and touched your friends? God wants you to experience that. Now look at verse 20. Everyone look up here. I love the way he's saying it right here. Now to him who by in consequence of his action, power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly. Have you even heard of that word? Look at that. Super abundantly. Hallelujah. Everybody say super abundantly. Man, I want to tell you God's looking for a super abundant life. He wants to give you a super abundant power. He wants to give you a super abundant encounter with God. In the Bible, it says that when, when uh, Philip went to Samaria and they began to preach, people got saved, demons were cast out, bodies were healed. That's what we're talking about, baby. That's what we're looking for, amen? And we're seeing that more and more and more. That's what we want more and more. And we're going to another level, another level. Watch. And people began to get saved. And then the disciples came down, John and Peter, and they were going to pray for these new disciples to get the Holy Ghost. Well, the Bible says that when they laid their hands on them to receive the Holy Ghost, that the man watching saw so much power, so much activity, that he said, I want to buy that power so I can put on like a Las Vegas night show. And then the apostles cursed him, and it wasn't a good thing. But I want you to understand this about the story. When the Holy Ghost came, there was evidence of power. 
If some of you today are the evidence of the Holy Spirit, I feel sorry for you. And I feel sorry for the person you're trying to convince there is a God. Because there's no evidence. There's no glory. When you're out preaching and you're sharing God's message, you're just talking knowledge. Oh, you know, Jesus died. He lived. No, 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 no. There needs to be power. There needs to be manifestations of His glory. Your pastor is saying there is more. I don't want where I am anymore. I want to go to the next level. I want there to be glory. About five of you getting it. Who's getting it right now? Come on. Receive, receive, receive. You don't need to wait for me. Just get it right now. Floods, rivers, glory coming through us. Power of God experiencing his love, reaching out, touching a world, and them seeing the glory. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be. I'm sorry that church wasn't like that. Maybe even here. I apologize for that. But not anymore. We won't settle for anything less. We want God's glory. We want his power. We want the rivers, the floods to come through us. We want there to be an experience of God's power. And those of you who have been sucking on lemons all week and expect God to take it out, like this out of your mouth, he ain't going to force you, okay? If you want to stay on the measure of the bobo, you can suck on that bobo all day long if you want. Okay, if you just want to be like, well, I come to church, I come on Sunday, and I sing a couple songs, somebody prays for me, I go home. That's fine. But for others, one of us, we want to get off that. We want to get into God's presence. We actually want to experience him. We actually want to see demons cast out. We actually want to see sick people healed. And it is happening, and it will continue to happen, and we want to feel it in our homes. I want to feel this in my house. I want to feel it when I'm out on the street, and I want to see people's lives change. That's what God's about. Now look at Ezekiel or Exodus chapter 33, the glory of God. Now you're going to learn about what we're What we're supposed to have in our life. Ezekiel chapter 33. Exodus, thank you. Jesus. Hallelujah. I can't handle my drink today. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Exodus 33. Exodus 33. Well, hold your finger there right there just for a minute because i got to get you guys on why I keep saying we're drinking this in. i just got to show you. Hold it there one more time. I'm sorry. Look at at Ephesians. Just look at Ephesians um, chapter 5. Verse 17, and put that up there in the Amplified for us too as well, my brother. I just got to show you about the drinking here of the Holy Ghost, drinking in His presence. Somebody's just sitting here right now and you're saying, I don't know if that's for me. Let me tell you, it's for you. You're just in the wrong attitude right now. You're just in the wrong attitude. Hallelujah. You know when the disciples were in the upper room, you know how they knew to go down outside? It's when the fire came. It's when the winds came. And the Bible says when they went out of that upper room, they came out there stumbling. Some were crying. Some were weeping. Some were laughing. Some were prophesying. And the people thought they were drunk at nine in the morning because God's glory was upon them. But we want to have super sanctified saints. Hallelujah. We don't want super abundant floods of God's power. What we want is super sanctified saints. Let me tell you, I don't want that. To hell with that. I don't want that. You don't look cute anyway. And you do absolutely nothing. And if you want a church like that, I'll give you a number of about 20 of them down the block that are called the Frozen Chosen. And you can sit with them and do nothing for God, okay? You guys can talk about him all day long like he's Abraham Lincoln, like some historical figure that died and all that. We're going to talk to him here, amen? And we're going to see his power move here. That's what we're going to see in this church, his glory, his power, his presence. More, more, more. All those in favor say, I receive. Glory, I came for you. Hallelujah. 
Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Look at what it says here in verse 17. It says, therefore, do not be vague and thoughtless. What is this? Uh, am I in the right verse or are you in the wrong verse right here? Oh, look at 18, my brother. Put it up there for us. I knew something was off. Thank you, man. That was my fault. Look at Ephesians 5, 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be ever filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. But be ever filled and stimulated by the Holy Spirit. So we still in forever right now and ever? Is that still part of our time right now? Have you reached eternity where time doesn't exist anymore? So as long as you are in the place of forever and ever and ever, every day of your life, be filled, be stimulated, hallelujah. Let God touch you. Let him show you how much he loves you. He wants to show you. Let him set you free. Let him give you power. Let him use you to preach. Let God's spirit be inside of you. So don't drink wine. Don't get drunk off that. But get high, get drunk, take a sip in the dip in the holy ghost take another dose amen it's free drink drink you know how our soul drinks in just by by receiving by saying god i receive your holy spirit come move in me why don't we all just try to take a drink right now just open up your heart open up your hands your mouth whatever you need to do some people like it on the rocks some people like it straight i mean i don't care how you want it just take it right now jesus See, now I got the overflow. That's a little flood right there coming out. Jesus, Lord, I want more. Drink, drink, drink. Everybody here, come on, drink. Well, that doesn't make any sense, Pastor. Well, you can talk to God about that when you get to heaven, okay? You can ask him why he told you to drink. I don't know other than the fact he told me to, and it, and it feels good when I do it, too. It stimulates me. Fire. Fuego. Rivers. It's in us, flowing through us. Jesus, I receive. Release it. Hallelujah, God, I'm not going to bottle you up inside of me. I'm not going to control you. See, if you think you're going to control God, you're lying to yourself. You can't control God. Let the floods come out. Let the floods. The Bible says, if any man is thirsty, let him come unto me and drink. And out of his innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. That's what we thirst for, and that's what we drink right now. Jesus. Some people say, well, what if I drink and I act differently? Well, that's good. You need to act differently. <laughs> you need to act differently. Who are you trying to fool? You ain't that good. You ain't that cute. Hallelujah. Somebody says, oh, well, what if I act a fool? Well, my friends, we already fools. The moment you stepped in here and said, I believe in a God who came from heaven, walked on water, died on a cross, took your sins, rose again, went to heaven and sent you a Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. Now, who in their right mind would believe that unless it's the truth? Stop worrying about what people think. Some of you think, well, you know what, I might stop being so spiritual and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become goofy then. Let me tell you something. The most spiritual thing you can do is hang out with the Spirit. When did we think the Holy Spirit was boring monks and, 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 and little boys' choirs? Uh, when did we think that was God? Who told you that? That's a lie. Why don't you read your Bible? The Holy Spirit comes. Well, they get filled. They look like drunk men to the world, but they have power. Hallelujah. I receive it. They know that God loves them. They walk in authority. They cast out devils. They heal the sick. They see visions of angels and of heaven. They dream dreams. God gives them dreams. Hallelujah. Them and their family get saved. That's the things you read about in the Bible. The place they were meeting was shaken. They see tongues of fire dancing on their head. They hear the wind of the Spirit. 
Oh, glory to God. Give us more of you. I want to be filled. In Jesus' name, and can you say amen? Praise God. Now, going back to Exodus 33, and bring it back to NIV for me, brother. I want you to see about Moses. Moses was an awesome man of God. Moses loved the Lord. Moses spent time with God. Moses was given the Ten Commandments of the Lord. But you know, Moses got to a place where he said, I know there's got to be more. You see, we're talking about the glory of God. Everybody say the glory of God. Now I'm going to tell you about what this glory is. The word glory in the Hebrew means kabod. And just minimize it just for a second because you have that picture up there. I want you to see this. When Moses went up to the mountain, God promised him that over their temple that they would see a fire by night and a cloud by day. Then in the holiest place of their temple would be God's presence so thick that if they did not come in with blood and sacrifice, the priest would die. When the priest would go in there, the presence would be so thick he couldn't even stand. He would fall down, boom, like a little tree, just walk in, and just lay there. And God would start speaking to him while he's on his face. They had to tie a rope around their legs so that if they died, they could pull them out. This was a sign. Everybody say a sign. This was a sign that God was with them. Now, once again, I asked you how many like lies. Now, either you believe that or you don't. Either this was a visible sign to the people of the Old Testament or you are believing a lie. If you are here today, trust the word of God. This happened. There was a pillar of fire. This is an artist's interpretation, but it looked something like that. Then there was a cloud by day, and people at any time, if they said, I doubt that there's a God, I doubt that his presence is real, all they had to do was wake up in the morning, oh, okay, God is real. That fire cloud hanging over our temple, our church, shows me God is real. Just think about that, the manifestation of his power. How many want to see signs and wonders again? How many want to see that in the New Testament, Mark chapter 16, the Bible says these are the signs of the New Testament church. Devils will be cast out, people will speak in tongues, and the sick will be healed. How many want to see that happen in this church? How many want to see it happen until we meet Jesus? Amen. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Signs, wonders, and miracles. When Arson went with me last Sunday night, into that man's home, and he saw the demons inside of this man. It's nothing like you've ever seen. Our church has never seen it here. We've only seen it once in three years, and it was this time, and it was outside the building. guy was shaking and convulsing, and we saw evil spirits cast out of him. We've seen people heal. We've seen words of knowledge and wisdom. Brother calling you out, left arm, injury, either work or sports related, come and be healed. There it is. We believe that. Sister being healed, praying for those, said the Lord put it on my heart. Somebody has lost a mother, either through death or not being in their lives, and you are resentful towards God, and that touched her heart. Signs, wonders, and miracles. Just the beginning. <laughs> Easy beatsy. How many want to see more? Now put that scripture up. Remember this. Ezekiel 30, uh, Exodus 33. Moses knew God. He knew God. He had seen God's power. Now in Exodus chapter 33, verse 12, Moses gets bold. And he says, I want more. And he says, I want to see your glory. The Hebrew word for glory is kabod. And it means the covering. He wanted to see something of God that was attached to him. Now watch, you're going to get something here. Come on. The fire 
was, let me give you an illustration. If I had a long, if I had a long robe on me, and I walked across this stage, I could stand here, but my robe would be over here. And kings used to have long robes. You all are understanding me. The robe of God's presence, it was the fire in the cloud. But it wasn't attached to him. It wasn't him. He is a spirit, the Bible says. God is a spirit. Those who must worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Moses is saying, I've seen your presence. I've seen your manifestation of your power. Like if right now, if I jumped up and and I jumped up really hard in this room, you might feel the ground shake. That would be a manifestation of the power in my life by jumping. Are you all with me? Moses had seen the Red Sea part. He saw God's power, manifestation of it. He saw the fire. He saw God create a place where they could see that he was around the building. He was there. But now he wanted to see God himself. And the presence of God, the very nature of God, when it comes upon somebody else or you see it, is called the glory of God. You see, we are now just flesh and blood. And we don't have a radiant uh, spirit coming through us. In the Garden of Eden, we did. That's how Adam and Eve never knew that they were naked. Adam and Eve never looked at their body and saw the naked human flesh. The Bible says because they were covered in the glory of God. God's Spirit was upon them, covering them. And when they looked at themselves, they saw light emanating from them as a spiritual being. And they saw themselves one with God. The glory was upon them. Because we know that God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They had a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Y'all got to connect these dots now. Come on, y'all ready? Receive. Here it is. Moses is now saying, I want to see your glory. Now watch this story right here unfolding in verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, You've been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom where you will send them. You have said, I know you by name and have found favor with you. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to have favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. So right there, you see, he's saying, God, teach me your ways. Now look at verse 14. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. So right here, he's saying, okay, the, the, the presence, the manifestation of God being in the building, the fire, the cloud will be there. But then look what Moses said to him. If your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. So Moses did not want to even move unless he had the presence of God. How many churches don't even have the presence? But now you're going to learn about the glory. Keep going. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you are with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? That right there is a good point within itself. If you come to church and you don't even see the manifestation of God's power, then what is the difference between us and Muslims and everybody else in this world that thinks they have a relationship with God? What separates us from the Hindu man we met yesterday that said, if I want to give Ronald McDonald a cheeseburger and call him my God, then that's real. He said, because I bow down to Krishna, and that's real. So what separates us and them? That's what Moses is saying. It's your presence. It's when you're around. Like we saw the fire, the cloud. But now watch out. Somebody say, there's more. And the Lord said to him, I'll do this very thing you've asked because I am pleased with you. And I know you by name. Somebody say, he knows me. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. (laughs) 
all of my friends that you think you've seen it all, let me tell you, you have not seen anything yet. All the people in here that think you've been around so long and you have seen it, I am feeling sorry for you right now because you and your Bobo are going to be by yourself for a long time. Listen to me. Listen to me. There is so much more. Moses says, I'm so glad that you're coming. Moses says to God, I'm so glad that you're coming. I'm so glad that you're going to follow us, that people will be able to look up and see you and experience you. I'm so glad that you'll do that because unless they have a fire and a cloud, we'll be no different than anybody else. But then Moses now says to the Lord, but Lord, now you show me your glory. Show me your spirit in its fullness. Show me who you are, not just a fire, not just a cloud. Show me you and let it then come upon me. Let it cover me. Let the glory of your spirit, not just your presence, who you are, your spirit, come on me. Oh, glory to God. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face. For no one has ever seen my face and lived. You see, the Father is saying, you can't even look at me. The glory is so strong. They can look at the cloud. They can look at the fire. But he's saying, you can't look at this much glory. You will die. You can't even look at my face. He says, I'm just going to let you look at my back. And I'm going to talk to you about that in just a second. He says, so that you may live. Verse 21, then the Lord said, there's a place near me that you may stand on a rock. And that rock symbolizes Jesus. Don't have time for that, but he's our mediator between us and the Father. That's what it symbolizes. Verse 22, when my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I pass by. The hand of God covering man. The hand of God stretching forth out of heaven, the dimensions of glory, stretching forth out of the third heavens, the throne of God where angels dwell. He said, and I will cover you, and I will pass by you. My face is too glorious for you, but you'll just see my back as I pass by you. Oh, my hand will cover you. Look at this, verse 23. Then I will remove my hand, and now you will see my back, but my face you will not see. And the Bible says that after Moses just saw the Lord moving past him and the power of his spirit, that the glory came on him so strong that when he came down from the mountain, his face shone like the sun. People looked at him and said, Moses, I can't see you. I can't look at you. You're blinding my eyes. And they told Moses, put a covering over your face. Because you shine like the glory of God. Turn to uh, Exodus chapter 34. This is man. This is man. This is the real deal, my friends. This is not fairy tales. This is a man like you and I. Moses was a man like you and I. And here he says, your presence is one thing, but I actually want you. I want your glory. God says, I'll hide you. I'll put you in a rock. I'll put my hand over you. I'll pass by, and then you'll see the back of me. And when you do, you will live and see my glory. Now look at 20, 29 right here. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with two tablets, he was not aware that his face was radiant. Because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant, and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them. Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him, and he spoke to him. Afterward, all the Israelites came near to him and gave them all the commands the Lord had given them. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, now whenever he would get back just in the presence, he removed the veil until it came out. 
And when he came out and told the Israelites what the Lord had commanded him, they saw that his face was radiant. Now, either that is real or it's not real. He either had such an encounter with God that changed his life forever or it was fake. Turn with me now to the book of Acts. Turn with me now to the book of Acts. Who is God? He is a spirit. How does he dwell in us? Through the spirit. You learned that in Ephesians. The spirit of God came by Moses. Now where is the spirit of God in us? Uh, where is the spirit of God for Christians? In us. Somebody say, he's in me. He's in me. Everybody say, he's in me. Now I want you to see the book of Acts. Look at the book of Acts, and I'm going to start showing you some things that are just going to blow your mind right here. You say, well, that was just Moses. He had the glory of God. That wasn't for the early church. That was just the people of back then. No, 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 no. I want to show you in, 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 uh, in the book of Acts some stories. I want to pick out a few because I don't have time to go through them all. But I want to give you just a few in this place. Turn with me to uh, chapter 19 of Acts. Paul, just a man who would spend time with God. Look what begins to happen with him. Acts chapter 19. Let me just show you, first of all, how the Holy Spirit works with people. It says, well, Apollos, look at verse 1. Apollos, it was Corinth. Paul took through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. Then he found some disciples and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked them, what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He talked about the people, the one coming to believe in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hand on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied the Holy Spirit which is the glory of God his strength his power it is him God is not three separate parts where the Holy Spirit is there is the Father there is the Son the Holy Spirit comes into the new church and you can read your Bible and learn more about that the Holy Spirit comes and when he comes he comes with tongues in prophecy Shabbat how many got some tongues up in here Jesus, how many are ashamed of your tongue? Don't be ashamed. Glory to God. Everybody just speak in tongues. One, two, three. Yandorobo kotalabaha. We're not afraid in Jesus' name. Don't be ashamed. One, two, three. Yandorobo kotalabaha. Receive glory. Woo! Some of you all just want to stay on that level though, okay? Now I want you to see what keeps going. Now watch chapter 19. Chapter 19, God begins to do great things in Ephesus. People are healed. Dead people are raised. Why? Because the glory of God is upon them. Now look further down where it talks about verse uh, 13. Or rather, go a little bit further. We don't have time for that. Look at uh, verse, uh, look, at, look down to verse 20, 23. Well, go back to verse, I don't have time for all this. Just look at verse 11. I'm sorry. Look at verse 11. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Now imagine me taking off my shirt and giving this to your sick mother, to your sick grandmother, and saying, just place my shirt on her and she will be healed. Aprons, handkerchiefs were on Paul, taken off of him and placed on other people, and they were healed. What do you think caused that? The glory 
of God. So you all got it right now? Do we got some dots connecting? Exodus, hallelujah. Moses experiences it for a little bit. Glorious face. Now in the New Testament, Holy Spirit comes, puts it on us, puts it in us. Ephesians says there's power to be experienced. Now these boys called the apostles and the disciples start walking around and the glory of God is in them. The glory of God is touching people's lives. It is tangible, tangible. It was real. The glory of God wasn't some just like, oh, I just believe. No, it was. You could feel it. You could sense God was in the place and it was so strong upon the disciples that just their clothes could heal i want to show you that peter's shadow could heal as well now once again you may not think this is a lie but you may treat it as a lie i want you to go with me to acts chapter four i believe acts chapter four is not it i'm going to look for it give me just a second because i want you to see somebody help me find it where peter's shadow would fall on people and it would heal them. Thank you, my brother. Look at Acts chapter 5. Why would a man's shadow heal anybody? Why? Because the glory of God is upon them. The glory of God. Look at that scripture right there. Starting in verse 12, the apostles performed many miracles, miraculous signs and wonders among the people. Did they perform just a few? No, there was many. You know what's going on in Mozambique? Many miraculous signs and wonders. You know what's happening right now in Florida? Many miraculous signs and wonders. You know what we're beginning to see? Just a few. I want to see many. I want to see more. Do you want to see more arson? Do you want to see more demons cast out? Come on. How many of you want to see God's glory come? His power come? He says the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colony. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Are you being filled with the glory of God? The glory of God is His Spirit. It is His power. It is inside of you. Paul said, and we read at the very beginning, that Paul prayed that you would be filled with the Spirit of God in Christ Jesus with power, that you would experience it. Then you would know His love, and that you then would become filled with the fullness of who He is. We today get to have more than Moses ever had. In the New Covenant, we get to be filled, Jesus, with this much glory and spirit and power as we ask. Would you stand with me now? Glory to God. I have a few words the Lord put on my heart. We're going to start getting it out there right now. Jesus. Hallelujah. Just leave up that Ephesians scripture for me one more time. Put me back to Ephesians 3 on the screen, please. Josh and the band, would you come today? Father God, we want you. Just leave that part of that in immeasurably more. Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive, people. Come on. Jesus, we receive from you today. We receive from you today your glory. We receive it. We were born again into a new family. And in this family, we get to experience your glory. Hallelujah. We are adopted. The Bible says the Spirit in us cries out, Abba, Father. He says, if you ask of him the Holy Spirit, he'll be like a good father and give it to you. He says, which one of you, when your children ask for bread, you give them a snake? But he said, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, how much more will I give that to you? Oh, Jesus, just take it down, brother, all the way down to the very bottom. Hallelujah. 
Just right there. And he says right there, now to him who is able. Jesus. Jesus. Yando. Yando roboha. Rivers. Jesus. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Oh, glory to God. How much can you ask from God today? The Bible says many of you have not because you ask not. When was the last time you asked God to use you to heal somebody? When was the last time you asked God to use you to cast out a devil? When was the last time you asked God to use you to bring His presence into your house? That when you came in with the glory of God, His presence would come into that house. When was the last time you asked God to do that? When was the last time you asked God in this church service you came expecting for all of that to happen? That's what I'm on. (laughs) Yes, Lord. That's what we're on. We don't have to fake it. I don't need to fake it. There's no reason for me to fake it. I wouldn't fake one thing. People trust me. There's nothing for me to fake. I could care less what people think about me. It's not dependent on me. It's on God, and I'm not here to impress anybody. I picked the wrong profession, trust me, if I was here to try to impress people. I am here for the glory of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power that is in the the Catholic Church uh, temple. Is that where the power of God is? It says, according to the power that is in the Muslim mosque. Is that what it says? According to the power that is at 5405 West Versi. According to the power that is in your pastor, so that whenever he prays for you, you feel God. Is that what it says? According to the power, the glory, the Holy Spirit that works within us. To Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever, forever. Amen. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's true that you may be filled to the full measure of the fullness of God. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. The Lord put on my heart today that there was somebody last night, maybe more than, more than one or two, but there's at least one, that you looked at pornography last night. And the Lord wants to set you free right now. You know who you are right now. If you looked at pornography last night, the Lord wants to set you free from the spirit of pornography. I don't care if you're embarrassed. So what? Jesus hung on a cross naked for you. You need to come right now. I'm going to wait. God gave me a couple other words, but I'm starting with the tough one right now. Who's going to confess today? Pastor, that's me. Pray for me. Set me free. Jesus. I looked at pornography last night. Jesus. Come on. Who is it? Who is it today? You looked at pornography and you say, I want to be set free. Jesus. I love these words because you know why? I love it just with my sister right here. She didn't think it was appropriate to come on Friday, but the Lord still got you, didn't he? The Lord still got you. Some of you young men, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm talking about specifically last night. I pray the Lord convict you of that because I do believe you are here. You looked at pornography last night, and the Lord told me to tell you, you need to come up here. And you need to get free. And you need to confess to the Lord that you have an issue with that. And we're going to see you get set free in Jesus' name.
The other word that the Lord gave me was that someone had a tumor or that you are knowing somebody that has a tumor. And we're going to pray that tumors go in Jesus' name. Does it, okay. We're going to pray for that. But I want to see, is there anybody else here that has it? I want to know, is there anyone here that has a tumor of any kind? We're going to pray for her. I want to give you something to lay hands on her with. Go back there and find one of our rags, Nancy. Go back there and find one of our rags. And I want you to anoint it with oil. We're going to pray for her sister. When was your sister diagnosed with it? How long? It was this week? Okay. Jesus. Okay, go get that oil over there. We're going to pray. We're going to believe the glory of God can do it. Do you personally have it? Okay. When was she diagnosed? Okay. So it was both this week. Okay. Amen. Amen. Let's get them. I want one for each one of them. Yeah, just cut it. We're going to give both of you. Listen, this is not magic. It's just glory. That's all we're believing is the glory of God. Amen. We're believing the glory of God. We're going to pray for it. I want you to take it to him. I want you to set it on him and say, be healed. That's it. That's all we're going to do. Amen. Let him do the rest. Now, do you believe he's a healer? Do you believe he's a healer? That's, that's it. Is there anybody here, though? I felt like there was somebody here personally having a tumor. Just, uh, I don't even know how to describe this, what the Lord told me. Just a growth, a growth of some sort. I know it as a tumor. I wish the Lord would give me more of these details as I'm learning the gift. But I just felt in my heart that there's like, there's somebody here. It's a growth. It's something. Amen? Amen. Okay, thank you. So God is going to touch you. Amen. It's a growth. It's a tumor. I don't want to get too personal, but you know what it is? Amen. Okay. It's a growth. Amen. Where, what part of your body is it on? Okay. We're just going to pray for that. Amen. Amen. I want to make sure we're getting the word out. Praise God, sister. I did feel like it was somebody here. <laughs> Jesus, we pray for the glory right now. We pray for the glory. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. I rebuke any tumor. Go, 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 go in Jesus' name. Any growth, anything that does not.